Okay, here we are with part two. If you have made it this far, I appreciate you. So part two, um, when we first got here, um, the whole, not the whole reason, but one of the um, things that we wanted to focus on when getting out here is spending more time outside. Um, so uh, normally when we were back in California or when we were back in Florida, we would um, spend a little bit of time outside and then we come back the last half of the day and basically just binge watch a Netflix show or find some movies to watch or we'd watch a lot of Shark Tank or HGTV is really our favorite thing to watch. We watch you know, House Hunters a little bit, um, but mainly shows about flipping houses or like Love It or List It is one of the shows that we really like to watch. So basically anything real estate. Um, we're pretty much really into stuff like that or watching documentaries or something on Netflix. But either way, consuming TV in some way, shape, or form, whether it be through Netflix or live TV or whatever. Uh, and so a point we wanted to make when we got out here was to spend more time outside. Now, we got lucky because when we our first week here, um, some friends of ours were also out here um, taking a, a little vacation of their own. Um, to celebrate, it's our friends Tony and Sabrina. Uh, Tony was turning the big five zero and also celebrating his retirement continuation of the celebration of that. Um, so they came out here and they were waiting for like three years for um, a lady to get a contract out here. So once that finally got set in stone, we were out here. They met us out here. Um, they were actually here a week before us and they spent some time on the Big Island. Uh, told us a lot about that and then made their way over here to Oahu. Um, and so we hung out with them for our first week here, and it was quite awesome. So when we got out here, we made it a point um, that when we got out here, actually, that we were going to spend a lot of time outside, um, whether it be snorkeling or, or hiking, mostly hiking, um, just kind of just spending more time outdoors. Um, and it's what we like to do anyways. And so one of the first things that we ended up doing was actually doing a caged shark dive. Now... If you know me, you know that I love the ocean um, to uh, a certain extent. Um, <laughs> I like the shore. I like the ocean shore. Um, I like, when we were out on the cruise back in March, that was great. We were out on the open ocean. The water was beautiful. It was fun. Um, but I like being by basically any body of water. It's got to be a lake, a river, a creek even. Um, but the ocean, my favorite, just because the the wildlife that's in it. The ocean life that's in it, it's very pretty. I like the sound of it, I like the look of it. I love the sunsets, I love the sunrises. I love all that stuff. And so I like to see boats out on the water and I like to go fishing and things like that. And so this was going to come down the pipe at some point in my life. Um, one point or another, I was going to do shark diving. I've always wanted to cage shark dive. I do not want to do the scuba shark diving where you're basically swimming with a shark. You're sitting on the bottom of the ocean and you just got sharks swimming all around you uh, and you're not inside of a cage. That I would not do. I like adrenaline rushes, but not ones that could uh, potentially kill me if the, the slightest thing goes wrong. Which is why I'm still having a tug of war with my idea on whether or not I actually want to go skydiving. I'm sure it's an incredible experience. Maybe one day I'll do it, but I don't know. I still I still tussle with that idea. Anyway, so we started, we did a shark dive called North Shore Shark Adventures. We basically drove three miles off the shore, so we could still see we could still see the island of Oahu. We could still see all the big mountains, and it looks closer than it really is because it's the mountains are so big. 
Um, but the first thing we did was a shark dive. So we drove three hours or three hours, goodness, three miles off of the coastline out into the bluest of waters. It was probably the prettiest ocean water I think I've ever seen. And it's incredibly blue, but also incredibly clear. Um, and so we were driving or we were we were boating or whatever it is up to the tank or not the tank, the cage. And so they have the cage anchored offshore uh, during the day while they're doing the um, tour or the excursion, whatever you want to call it. And at the end of the day, they bring the cage back. And so we were riding out to the cage and the lady that was talking, I forget her name, forgive me, but um, one of the one of the guides who was was speaking, she was talking about how when we get to the cage that it was going to be a 10-foot swim from the boat to the cage. And let me tell you, she sold that with so like much confidence. I honestly thought that we were going to have to jump out of the boat and swim over to the cage. I don't know why logic didn't like <laughs> enter my mind first. I was like, well, why do we have to swim? If we're going to swim to the cage, we might as well just do a free dive with the sharks. Why would we? You know what I mean? logic didn't just enter my mind I but fear did and so I was looking at you know my lady and I was like we had the same face when we looked at each other like we are not about to jump out this boat and be shark bait no thank you it's one thing to be in a cage around sharks but to be out of a cage around sharks no thanks we did not sign up for that and all I had was little 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 tiny uh swim trunks on and a, and a superman shirt and I don't think that that was going to uh protect me from sharks anyways so she made a funny joke. I believed her. It freaked me out. We actually did not have to swim 10 feet to the cage. So rest assured, boat pulled right up to the cage. They anchored the cage to the side of the boat. Um, and nothing cheap and weird like that movie, 47 meters down. I don't know if any of you guys have saw that, but they go shark cage diving uh, or cage shark diving. And the cage falls to the bottom of the ocean with them stuck inside of it. That did not happen to us. <laughs> It's not likely to happen to anybody. We don't have a, they didn't have a cheap rig like that. It was very secure, very safe. And the cage, I think, was made out of aluminum. And it had a bunch of buoys on it, so it was floating. So there was no way that that was going to happen. Um, and actually, it didn't even cross my mind. Matter of fact, when we got up to the cage, and even when we got into the cage, and you can see the sharks swimming around the boat, there was about 8, between like 8 and 12 at any given time, sharks just circling the cage, circling around the boat. All the fears that you think you're going to have pre-getting into the cage or going out, you'd be surprised they actually like kind of just disappear. You're actually not thinking about those things. I think for a couple of reasons. One, looking back at the island and seeing how like beautiful that is, you can't help but to just take that in. Because you don't get views like that on the mainland. Like there's pretty views out on the mainland, views in California, Yosemite, you know, the mountains over in Tennessee, uh, the Carolinas, the Virginias, things like that. So there's there's beautiful views, but it's just different out here, the way the views look. Everything's so clear, nothing's polluted, the water is gorgeous, there's no trash, everything's well maintained. And it's just a different ambiance, a different energy, a different everything. And so it's really beautiful. And so you kind of forget that you're even out there to do a shark dive when you're just starting to take in the sights of everything that's around you and how beautiful the ocean actually is. And and so and, and then you start getting in the water and there's all these people there. So you kind of feel safe because there's about 12 to 15 
people that are doing the excursion and then about five people on the boat that are operating the boat. And so you imagine they're doing this three, four, five times a day. Um, they have zero um, incident reports or anything that nothing bad has ever happened on the tours. And they've been doing the tours for over six years. And so all the fears you think that you're going to have getting into this cage surrounded by sharks, you just, they literally just, for me anyways, they just went away. I had a little bit of jitters like when you're getting in, but you know, you just kind of work through it. You just, you put your snorkel on and you get in the cage and then that's that. You start looking at these sharks and maybe the first 10 seconds you see sharks and you realize them for what they are, sharks, you get a little scared. But then it kind of goes away because you notice that they're just really, really beautiful creatures. So they were Galapagos sharks is what they were. So, I mean, I didn't do any research before or after to see how, like, aggressive or dangerous Galapagos sharks actually are. But they were really freaking pretty. And they were everywhere. And there was also, like, a massive school of fish that was underneath the boat. Um, and you just saw them circling cage circling the boat some of them got really close if you follow me on youtube damien's perspective um it's on youtube um i put up a video of all the gopro footage of the shark dive that i got um and you can see exactly how close they were and just how beautiful they were too and so man i gotta just tell you that was crazy the the getting into the cage was the highest my adrenaline went that's when I was like the most anxious, but once I was in the water and there was, there was, uh, let's see, me, my lady, Tony, Sabrina, and uh, another kid whose girlfriend chickened out at the end and made him go by himself, but he was with us. So there was like five of us in the cage all at once, and it was awesome. So the fear kind of just went away when you saw how beautiful these sharks were, and it got to the point where your fear was so far gone that there was... At certain points, a lot of us wanted to just kind of reach out and touch one of them, like the, that stuff crazy white people do. But, I mean, you couldn't help it. So they looked so docile, the way that they were swimming around, just really, really calmly, really slowly. Um, it was just incredible. It almost made you forget you were in a cage to begin with. Um, and just all that fear that you had going into it, it all just went away, like, really, really quickly. By the time... I think we were in the water for 25 minutes, probably, or more. We were definitely the first group, which was us. We were in the cage the longest, it seemed like, um, that they gave us the most time. I don't know why that is or if that's even true, but it certainly felt like we were in there for a long time. And then when we got out, everybody was in and out pretty quick. Um, but when we were down there, we were just having such a good time admiring these sharks that, uh, I don't know, man, you just... When they tell you that it's time to get out, you almost didn't want to. I wanted to stay in the water with these sharks, probably because I knew that there was a cage there. Um, but also, like, the fear just kind of went away. It almost made me believe that if we would have gone diving with the sharks outside of the cage, I still would have been, I definitely would have still had more fear than with the cage. But something tells me that I probably would have gotten really comfortable and that fear would have kind of just went away. Um granted hopefully no shark tried to attack <laughs> but anyways i'm glad i went with the cage i still don't even think that i would go without a cage at this point um just because i don't want to tempt fate that much and so but that was one of the most incredible experiences i think i've ever 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 had 
um, diving with sharks. My my goal was always to dive um, with a great white over in Australia or anywhere that I could dive with a great white. Like I wanted to do that just because that is crazy intimidation factor right there. Big shark, top predator of the sea. Like that would have been awesome. But getting my my feet wet, so to speak, with these Galapagos sharks, 8, 10, 12 of them in the water, it was nuts. It was a crazy experience, and I would absolutely do it again, and I would re- recommend it to anybody who's thinking about it or maybe not thinking about it. Um, you just can't duplicate that. It was such a fun thing and exciting thing to do. Glad I did it. I'm glad we all did it. Um, so that was the first thing that we did was we went swimming, swimming with sharks, and what's crazy is anybody who knows me knows that I have an, I have an obsessive love for sea turtles, right? I'm going to go a little left field off topic here, but I mean, I guess not off topic because I actually had this experience at the place we were waiting to get picked up uh, for the shark dive. There was a canal there and when we were going to park the car, I saw a sea turtle in, in the water, right? And so I yelled at my lady, sea turtle. She stops the car because she knows how much I love sea turtles and the biggest goal in my life like I can't leave this world without swimming next to a sea turtle it is just my dream of dreams um I think they're the the coolest creatures in the world the prettiest creatures in the world and I just super love 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 them and so when we were driving we were at the the shark encounter place and we needed to park the car so we can go give our tickets and blah 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 and so I see the sea turtle and I didn't jump in the water um, just because I think it's against the law to like just swim so close to them. I think you have to be 30 feet away. And if I would have gotten that water, I would have been, I shit you not like nine feet away from this thing. But anyways, and so I see it and I hop out of the car really quick. She goes and parks the car. I take the GoPro. I climb down all the rocks off the side of the road and I'm basically, my toes are at the water at the water line and this thing is like this turtle it's it's a green sea turtle swimming right towards me like right right towards me and it was like the cool I didn't even know what to do I was like a little fangirl at like a concert of my favorite person my heart was racing at like a thousand miles an hour I turned the GoPro on immediately and I was just as quiet as I was like in a trance I don't even know how or when I turned the GoPro on I just I know it was on because I recorded it but I get into this trance, I'm just admiring this thing, and it's swimming really slowly towards me, and it almost feels like time was slowing down, and it was swimming right towards me, and then it got so, so, so close, you could see everything, it popped its little head out of the water, breathed in some air, put its head back underwater, and right there I was like, I gotta get the GoPro underwater, I still had my backpack and stuff on, so there was no way I was gonna be able to get in, still have my shoes on and everything, so I just... I squat down onto the rock. I get as low as I can on this rock. I put the GoPro under the water, and I got a shot of the turtle, the whole side of its body, and then as it's like really slowly turning away to swim back the other direction, and it kind of like disappears in the color of the water. It was awesome. If you go to my YouTube channel, Damien's Perspective, and you look up that video of us doing the shark dive, I put it at the end of that video, I'm pretty sure. I think it's at the end. Um, so if you want to get the shot of that and then also see all the shots of the of the sharks and stuff, 
it's on that video. I, I highly recommend you guys go check it out. Uh, so the second thing we did is we went on a, a hike. Um, me, my lady, Tony, and Sabrina. We went on a hike um, to these waterfalls that were kind of, they were like almost by where we went shark diving. It was about 45 minutes away from where we were. We stopped at a, at a um, what's it called, a farmer's market on the way. And let me tell you, the farmer's markets out here are no joke. It's the real deal. They have so much stuff. and It's like people grow these fruits and vegetables in their yard. And I know it's just, I mean, other people do that. But over here, I don't know, it's just different. The soil is different. And there's no fertilizers here. And everything is like about as natural as you can get. And it was just incredible, all the stuff that we got there. We got some squash, zucchini. Um, I forget the name of this other fruit that we tried. I wasn't a fan of the texture because the texture was quite like snotty kind of but it was delicious i don't think that i would get it all the time because like i said I'm a, I'm a texture person and i couldn't i couldn't put up with that texture um all the time anyways so we stopped at a farmer's market on the way got some healthy stuff and then went to this hike and this hike was so on all trails it's an app where you can it has all the trails um, hence the name all trails but it's an app you can download um and it gives you all the hikes that you can go to in whatever area that you're in. Uh, and it's ones that that people have uploaded and ones that people who have made the app have uploaded. And then you can rate the hike that you're on and give feedback about the hike once you've done it um, to give people kind of an idea of what to expect when they do these hikes. So when we went, we went to this hike, it was a moderate level hike is what it said that it was moderate so it wasn't supposed to be very difficult basically and let me tell you whoever rated that hike as moderate was a was a damn liar because first of all melissa almost died like five times and we were hiking to this waterfall and it was way steep like on the way down very my knees were killing me like halfway through and to give you an idea it was only a mile and a half each way right or the entire way i think the whole hike was a mile and a half in total i could be wrong um i forget now but it was a real steep steep hike and it was a very rooty hike which means there were the ground wasn't like solid it was roots and so it was like a ankle sprang or break waiting to happen so we were moving really really slow on the way down um, just because we were pretty much terrified. We didn't want to roll down the freaking side of this mountain and knock every tree, branch, and root on the way down. So we were moving quite slow. And there were points even where you had to, there were ropes, and you had to use the rope to kind of repel yourself down these the sides. of the, and They're not, not, not like up and down, you know what I mean? Like not, uh, uh, I don't know how to say it now, not straight up and down, but it was incredibly steep that you would need the rope to kind of lower yourself down. Um, otherwise you were going to start sliding downhill and you stopped when you hit something. And so we had to use these ropes to get down a lot of these parts or like three different parts. We had to use ropes to get down. And, um, on top of that, it was like really muddy. It was really muddy. And, um, you definitely need to have like the best of the best hiking shoes for this hike. I forget the name of the hike. I thought it was Manoa Falls, um, but it could be wrong. It could be Manoa Trail. Um, and then there's like other waterfalls in the way, but not actual Manoa Falls. Cause I just looked that up, but. It was intense, man. It was way intense. We were exhausted and drenched in sweat by the time we made it to the waterfall. But the waterfall was 
beautiful. It was like three of them. It was like a stair step of waterfalls and each one was a different caliber. Um, and the best one was the one that was at the top, which is the one that we went to. But getting to that was way intense. Um, and so Melissa would, poor my lady, Melissa, she almost freaking died the amount of times that she fell and she was all scraped up and beat up by the time the hike was done and looked like she went to war. <laughs> and it, she was really the only one that that got banged up. She got banged up pretty good, but she was a trooper. She continued the whole hike. She didn't complain really the whole time. Um, and she stuck it out. We went to that waterfall. We just got some really good footage of it. Um, I didn't get the footage, um, with the GoPro. I don't think we had it yet. Um, I didn't get the GoPro. I didn't get the hike on the GoPro, but if you go to our Instagram, um, we put some posts up on Instagram. You can go to my Instagram, Damien Sweet One, and I've got some photos and videos of what we did there. Um, and so, if you want to see that hike, it was it was just crazy intense. So we left a review uh, and corrected that moderate hike because it was not moderate by any means. Uh, so, but we we did that hike and it was just awesome. And that's here on Oahu. The best hikes aren't even on this island. It's on the Big Island. It's over on Maui. And so we really hope that we can get out. Um, get out there and do some hikes because it was that was crazy intense. Um, so we did that hike and then we also did the Polynesian Culture Center. There's a lot that I can say about the Polynesian Col- Culture Center, but the first thing is it is just crazy, incredible, um, very like in- informal. You get a lot of information. You get a lot of education about all of the Hawaiian Islands. A lot of people don't know that Tahiti, Fiji, uh, Samoa. New Zealand, they're all a part of the Hawaiian Islands. Some of them are American-owned and some of them are are, are British-owned. Um, there's Tonga. So there's a whole bunch of Hawaiian Islands. Like I, A lot of people know that Hawaii is made up of thousands of islands, but I think there's like seven most inhabited islands, and, and which are the ones I mentioned, like Hawaii, Tahiti, Fiji, New Zealand, Tonga, Samoa, and then I've, uh, I'm missing one. I don't remember what it is off the top of my head, but uh, so those are most of them, and it was just crazy, man. We got to learn about the food. Um, the Kalua pork is basically a pork that's cooked underground, um, which is amazing. I had the taste of that when we went to the luau. Uh, and then there's that luau. I can talk of in and of itself. We saw, we saw a play there. Um, at night called Ha, the a breath of life. I think a story about a, a kid from from baby to manhood and it was crazy the performances these people can do and how long they can go and how intense the performance is they're gonna have some crazy stamina and i got to see the haka um and man that dance is crazy intimidating i got uh if you go to my instagram damien sweet one i actually recorded the haka and put it up on Instagram. So if you don't know what that is, I'm not even going to explain it to you. You just need to go see it. You can even Google it. Um, but it was incredible. That center is very cool. All the proceeds that they get actually funds the tuition um, for the people that are going to college at the, the college over by where the where the center is. I think they said 70% of the people that work at the Polynesian Culture Center are actually students. And they work there as a way to pay for tuition and so it's expensive to go there 
uh, to go not just to the college but to the the Polynesian Culture Center. It's expensive to go there. Tickets are are pricey. All of them are basically over a hundred dollars except for one. I think there's an eighty seven dollar one, and then everything else is a hundred to almost two hundred dollars to go there. But I'm telling you right now, it's worth it. That sounds like a lot of money because it is, but it is worth it. It's an entire day event. We got there. I mean, we got there late. We we're supposed to be there at twelve. We didn't get there till one thirty, but we didn't leave till almost nine o'clock. And we didn't get to do everything. And so it's a beautiful place to go. Uh, we met this dude there. He does one of the shows. His name is his, his Cap. He, he was actually in Hobbs and Shaw, uh, the movie Hobbs and Shaw. He was in that. He was, he's got pictures on his Instagram of him on set. And he does, the, he does a show there. Um, he teaches classes there. He goes to school there. He does painting, he does carvings, he does sculptures. This guy is crazy talented, and he was incredibly funny when we watched his show. So the Polynesian Culture Center, one of my favorite things that we've done thus far. Um, just all the things that you get to learn uh, and experience the culture there and experience the food and the performances and the dances and the chants and all the things like that. You get to hear the story of how Hawaii became Hawaii. Um, and so it was pretty cool. And when I say became Hawaii, I don't mean like how the islands were created, like volcanoes went up. I don't mean geographically. I mean um, how they became inhabited with people um, and how Honolulu became like a tourism place. You learn about um, you learn about the shaka, which is, you know, the little the little symbol they do with their hand, the little gesture they do with the hand. Um, you'll see that in videos and stuff but uh, that I'm going to release later if you're following me on Instagram or on YouTube. And so that place was incredible. Um, we definitely want to see some other islands while we're here. We're on Oahu, which is like the most toury, touristy of all the islands. We really want to go to the big island, and me specifically want to go to Maui. I really want to go to Maui because I love waterfalls, and Maui has more waterfalls than any of the islands. Um, and a lot of them are off the beaten path, and so they're not trails that we're going to find on all trails. We can start on a trail that's on all trails, but then we kind of have to deviate our own way. Um, and find the the paths that locals have created for themselves to, to go see these special places. And that's really what I want to get into. And so the other islands just have better hikes because they're not built. They're not inhabited with cities or anything like that. And so you still have good hikes that aren't, you know, heavily populated with people, um, with, you know, tourists and things like that. They have better snorkeling um, and like I continuously say, they just have less people, which not that I'm antisocial, but when you want to experience special things, you don't want it to be crowded with a thousand people that make it hard to appreciate the place that you're in. And so getting over to these other islands and island hopping and, and experiencing Hawaiian culture in a not touristy way, um, when you can experience Hawaiian culture with like actual locals and not with chains and things like that, I feel like you get a better experience of what Hawaiian island living is actually like and what you assume Hawaii is when you, you know, you see all these movies about the culture and how they're very family oriented and culture oriented and food and they do chants and luau's and things like that. You get a better taste of that, not in a touristy area. And so we really want to go to these other islands so we can experience it for what it, what we want it to be and how I would want to experience island life. I want to go to these other islands so I can get you know, the real taste of that. And so we only plan to be here for about a year. Um, then we're going to go back and get married because if you listen to the last podcast, we got engaged before we came out here actually for Thanksgiving. I popped the question. So, um, 
like I said, if you guys want to hear that story, uh, go ahead and let me know, and then I'll make a podcast. I won't make a full podcast about it, but I'll definitely talk about it as one of the topics in one of the future podcasts if you guys want to hear about you know, how the engagement came about and things like that. Um, if you don't want to hear it, I don't want to bore you with our love story, but I'd be happy to talk about it if you were happy to hear. And so we only plan to stay here for a year, um, depending on how things go. If we get good opportunities out here, we might end up staying longer. Um, if we just get okay opportunities that allow us to, to be okay while we're here, um, then we'll take our, our, our lives back to Florida um, and then plant our feet there, which was which is the original plan as of right now. Um, that way we can be close to our family and be around our family and start building you know our own lives um, back home in Florida. Maybe not right in Tampa because we're kind of we're we've lost our taste for Tampa. Maybe we'll go in Sarasota, St. Pete, or even I'm okay with going a little further out, maybe central or even on the other side of Florida. I don't really know on the on the Atlantic side, but it's all up in the air right now. But we might be here for just a year and then go. But if we do stay, we're thinking about getting off of Oahu and going over to Maui. Um, when she was getting her contracts or offers for contracts, most of them were on Maui anyways. Um, and so we think that if if we're going to do a move and stay out here, going to Maui is probably the best bet. And so that's it for this podcast. We're going to give it a year, and then we're going to go home and get married. If you want to hear about that, like I said, just comment. Uh, let me know. Send me some messages. Send me a voice message. If you're listening to this on Spotify, I highly recommend you listen to it on Anchor if you want to do some interaction. Um, you can leave me a voice message on there. Anchor is a free app. I do not get paid to promote, but this is where I make the podcast is here on Anchor. And it's the best experience for you if you do want to get involved um, with interacting. Or you can go to my Instagram, Damien Sweet one You can leave me a comment about the last podcast or whatever podcast you listen to. Just make sure you reference it. Um, and I'd be happy to shout you out. Uh, if you do a voice message, I'd be happy to play it uh, in the episode if, if uh, you know, that's something that you'd be interested in. I love to interact. I love to make you guys happy and give you the content that you like and the content that you want. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, go ahead and check out the rest of the podcast if you'd like. There's a lot of good value in there. If you find value in it or think that there's other people that could listen that could get value out of it, please, please, please share the podcast anywhere and everywhere you can. And please rate the podcast anywhere and everywhere you can. It is literally everywhere. It's on iTunes. It's on Spotify. It's here on Anchor. It's everywhere. Um, Thank you guys for listening. I love you all. Keep living. Keep loving. And I'll talk to you next time.